Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of health care. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. On today's episode, my weightlifting coach, Dan Bell, and I sat down to do a 2019 Arnold Sports Classic recap. Now, we've been trying to find a date to make this happen, and unfortunately, it hasn't happened as quickly as we would have liked it to, so this is now, well, like seven weeks after the Arnold, something like that. But that's okay, because we're going to sit down and do it anyway. So overall, as a team, we did okay. Not a great weekend, but certainly not a horrible one either. But for me personally, this was the biggest meet of my life. I needed to post a big total to qualify for the 2019 Masters World Weightlifting Championships, which has been my goal since I started really doing weightlifting, because I've, I've had to realize that I can't compete you know, with these 20-year-old kids, so I've, I started at 30, so I've got to set my sights a little bit more realistic for somebody like me, but this, in my opinion, was the, the biggest venue that I can compete at, so this has been my goal, and finally this year, it was close enough to be able to actually drive to it if we wanted to, it's the same time zone, so it was like the perfect year to really push hard for the meet. And even though I've been having some hip troubles and haven't been able to keep my squat up like I'd like it, I was going to go out there and give it my best anyway, because you know me at this point, I'm going to go out there and give her hell. So Dan and I had a great conversation. I hope you guys really enjoy it. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. 
Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us Coach Dan Bell, who's my Olympic weightlifting coach. Welcome back, Dan. Good to be here at my house. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the first time we've recorded at your house. Normally, you come over to my place and we record my studio, which is my living room, but now we're at your dining room table. Uh, today, we wanted to kind of do a Arnold Sports Classic recap. Now, granted, we're seven weeks past, but we've been a little busy, so that kind of stuff happens. So we're going to kind of talk about what happened this year at the Arnold. Now, you kind of helped start the Arnold with Mark Canella. Yeah. So the two of you were running that for how long now have you guys been running that? Well, I, I stopped working with him directly, organizing and all that uh, after the first 11 years. Okay. So it's all it's all on him and Shelly now. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> definitely been running for as long as I've been going to the Arnold um like when did you guys first start uh, weightlifting at the Arnold either I think it was 2001 maybe or 2002 okay and we uh, I worked like directly with him organizing I did mostly the logistical stuff the setup and all that okay <clears throat> it was about 11 years I think I think I stopped maybe 2015 2000 no it was a while ago yeah probably like five six years ago i would imagine because i think i've been with you for about five years now and i don't you were just kind of helping out here and there with when mark needed you weren't like running it so much yeah um so for people who don't know what is the arnold sports classic well it's it started out um as a bodybuilding and fitness thing uh i'm not sure when they started 89 90 okay um might have been much earlier than that, but uh, they slowly started adding sports um, and Olympic sports. Uh, I think there's 14 or 15 Olympic sports in it now. Okay. Um, so it, it, they really changed the name of it to the Arnold Sports Festival because there's powerlifting, weightlifting, archery, taekwondo, um, strongman. There's, I mean, there's so many things it's hard to even really think of. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just about anything you could imagine anymore seems like it's it's at the Arnold, and I, and it's 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 always a bit of a freak show, but it's it's usually still a fun time. Because um, I remember the first time I went down there, I remember going up to the the table tennis area and watching table tennis, and and I'm sure they weren't you know like international level competitors like going for the Olympics or anything like that, you know, but they were still really good at what they were doing. It was a lot of fun to watch. Well, they, they were national level, because I remember going by there. They had national level archers, at least. And there's some Olympians and some of that stuff. Uh, I don't know if they, they – yeah, they still have gymnastics there. Yep. Um, boxing. So I think, they, I think they do, like, <laughs> grappling now, so, like, uh, jiu-jitsu. I think they do MMA. I think there's even, like, the WWE, like, professional wrestling stuff going on. There's all kinds of crazy stuff there. I mean, just about anything you could imagine seems like happens at the Arnold. I know there's – there's disc golf and there's a pump and run and there's always a 5k and it's it's a lot of fun yeah it's 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 a blast i mean for for somebody who's never been it's it's a lot of fun to go and for us it's it's local because it's in columbus ohio and and we're from northeast ohio so it's it's a pretty short drive for us i know it seems like a lot of people travel from all over the country and some even over the world oh yeah to come and compete yeah and uh early on we had international level lifters like very high level lifters like uh uh, we had Klokov there a couple of years. Um, we've, I think Mark got uh, Tatiana Kashrina, had Lydia Valentin lifting there. Yep. So, and I just enjoy 
seeing other demented subcultures and, and, you know, besides our own. So not, not just the weightlifters, <laughs> yeah, everybody else too. Yeah, other people's, how, they, how their demented subcultures function. Yeah, it's, it's always fun for me because I'm usually the big guy in the gym. And it's, it's fun to go down there and see these professional strongmen who are 6'8", 400 pounds, you know, just... I don't know. They're they're basically not even human. I mean, they're a different kind of human than you and I are. So it's it's kind of fun for me to see them and feel like the small guy in the gym every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of fun. <laughs> that uh, the first Arnold, uh, um, Phil Fister came in with Ed Cohen, and they were watching from the side, and I was explaining it to him. You know, and both of them were saying, "I don't think I could do that." Yeah, Ed Cohen said, "Yeah, I tried Olympic lifting. It's too hard. I went to powerlifting." <laughs> It's definitely a lot tougher than powerlifting. That's for sure. I mean, powerlifting is its own kind of special sport, and you got to be kind of demented to do that as well. Oh, yeah. But it, is, it doesn't require the athleticism that Olympic weightlifting does for sure. No. Nope. So, should we process what happened at the, uh, at the uh, Arnold? The Arnold was an interesting experience for us this year. I would say... Normally, we kind of push hard for most of our athletes to do the Arnold and the state meet as kind of their two big meets for the year. I mean, obviously, the, the ones who are good enough to compete nationally, to go to the American Open or even nationals, so that's, that's kind of their big focus. But the Arnold is always kind of like the big meet for everybody outside of the state meet, where obviously the state meet's huge because we can go win team points and win uh, the team championship, so to speak. Yeah. And... Um, the Arnold what, last year started something new, and they became uh, an American Open Series event, which is kind of like a regional event. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a step up um, from the local meet, but not quite a national level meet. And they, they try to run it so it feels more like a national level meet for people to kind of get some more experience as they're lifting and doing that kind of yeah. stuff. So last year was the first year they actually had to have a qualifying total to get into the Arnold. So this year they, they did the same thing. So it was an AO Series meet. And we had, what, seven people from the club qualify to go? Let's see. Uh, Caitlin and Kim uh, lifted. Uh, Tyler, uh, Alex, Tino, you, and Eric. Yeah. And then, and then Glenn lifted as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so we, had, we had all of us lifting. So, so Kim started the, the week off. So she was lifting on Thursday. And um, she seemed to do well. Yeah. She, I mean, she... I think she hit a, she either hit or tied her PR total, but it's the, it's the biggest meet she was ever in. I mean, okay. I, I didn't realize this going in, but it was her dream to lift at the Arnold. Oh, really? Because mm -hmm. I knew she was excited about going down to the Arnold. I didn't know it was like her, her big dream to lift at no, the Arnold. No, it, it was her big goal to lift at the Arnold. Well, that's awesome. Because there's so many people and it's, you know, such an intense atmosphere. Um, she ended up finishing uh, second overall in the best lifter running for the Masters. Awesome. So she was pretty happy about well, that. I would say so because I, uh, I was sitting at work on uh, Thursday and I was watching her like live stream. So I, I got to watch her lift. And it's, it was hard to kind of see exactly what's going on because the, the camera is like right in front of the platform. So you're looking straight on. So normally when, when you look at uh, videos of lifting, you look kind of on a 45-degree angle and what, what you like to always call the coach's angle. You can kind of see a lot more what's happening with the lift. So it's kind of hard to see what – was going right and going wrong and it but she seemed to do well that was for sure yeah she was and i i didn't realize till afterwards she was really nervous like okay i just didn't the usual thing i do in the warm-up room but apparently she was 
really, really nervous. <laughs> now, is that something that you would want to know, like going in, so you could try to help maybe calm her down a bit, or you just you just kind of go at it like like you always do. This is nonchalance, another meet. We're going to do our work. We're going, and that's it. Well, yeah, but when somebody's really nervous, that's usually the best attitude because they take the cue from the coach. Okay. If the if the coach is nervous and you know wondering what to do and confused, that's how they're going to be. Okay. But if it's just another day at work for the coach, then the athlete tends to pick up on that and, so, not, and not treat it as such a big deal. So it would almost be more important for you at that point to just be calm and cool and collected and just kind of go about things as normal and kind of help put her at ease so she can realize, okay, okay, it's no big deal. This is no different than any other meet I've ever been to. We're just going to do our normal thing and we're just going to lift and have fun. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it, it's just as important, you know, um, if you have a really high-level lifter who's in the A session and really going for some stuff, um, even if you're just nervous as hell and not sure, you know, you're going to get everything right, you have to look like and sound like you do. Oh, I mean, that's that's kind of your job, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, because like, I mean, we talk about this a lot at the club and going into meets and that kind of stuff. And I love sitting down with like new people who come in, going to their first meet. I kind of give them like the, the rundown, what to expect. This is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to look like. This is what you're going to do. And you're going to sit there and not do anything until I tell you to lift the bar. <laughs> and you're going to be an athlete. The same stuff we do at the gym every day. It's no different. And try to just beat that in their heads a little bit, but also kind of let them know that it's no big deal. But if something gets screwed up or you mess up or anything else happens, you have to just internalize that and do what um, Jocko Willink calls a normal face. Yep. You can't show the emotion. You just go on like nothing happened and you, you just you move on. And, you, and then you can talk about it later if you want to, but there's almost no point because you don't want to let them on <laughs> to what's really going on because no. they just need to focus and do what they need to do on the platform. That's it. They'll figure it out sooner or later. Anyway. Exactly. And, and plus, once a level gets oh, no, level, <laughs> once a lifter gets to the level of being in like in an A session at a at a national meet or doing something like that, they're going to kind of know the background of what's going on anyway, and, and they're going to do a pretty good job of keeping their head down and staying focused. But I mean, you bring up a good point. If you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off and all nervous and freaking out. That's not going to help them do what they need to do on the platform. Exactly. You know, because I mean, as we all know, like it doesn't really matter what you do in the training hall. It only matters what happens when your name is called. There's a minute on the clock, and it's do or die. Here you go. Well, that's why we have a separate club record board and PR board. On the PR board, if you hit it in the gym or in a meet, it's your PR. But on the club records, you have to do that at a meet. And I love that because like, I know that I track mine separately. So even on the club board. Like I have, I have a line drawn across and uh, meat lifts come first and then gym lifts come second. And it's just, I've, I've always kind of done that because to me, it's like, I don't care if you, if you missed a lift six times in the gym and you keep taking it again and you're around your friends and you're playing the kind of music you want to play and you're doing all this kind of stuff and you happen to squeak out a make, like that's fine. That's, that's, that's no big deal. It's, it's still a make and it's good for you, but it's a training make. It's, on it's, your seventh attempt. Yeah, it's it's different than, again, when your name has been called, there's a minute on the clock, like, here we go. Make it or miss it. It's it's an on-demand sport. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not when you want to make it, it's when the meet is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I know me personally, I tend to do pretty well at meets. I just, I, I get excited for them. We have fun. And I'm usually going to do my best lifting at a meet anyway. Um, and I know that's some, what we, we call a money lifter. Yeah. I mean, some people are like that. And some people aren't, and that's fine, but that's just always kind of been me. So I just, 
I remember there was a couple of years ago, we had like a bad training stretch. It was a couple of months since I'd hit like good lifts and we we were just, I was just frustrated. I didn't know what was going on. And we signed up for the uh, the Pittsburgh meet, which is uh, early or mid-January. So it's, it's kind of like a good tune-up before the Arnold. Uh, it's a big meet that we like to go to. It's still a local meet, but it's, it's a good run meet. Uh, Regis, yeah. Regis does a good job running that. And I remember <laughs> going out there. I think we went like five for six. Yeah. You know, hit some good lifts. Like we're pretty close to to old PRs. That I was, was like, okay, here we go. Like we're right back in it. And I remember like you and I were just like, Oh, all we had to do to make good lifts is just do a meet. Like, here we go. <laughs> there you go. Just stop, stop taking so many uh, training lifts the last couple of months and being frustrated. <laughs> well, and as long as we're on your lifts, I know we've skipped a couple of people, but, you know. Well, let's, let's, let's not get there yet. Let's let's work up to that one here. But <laughs> uh, so, so Kim lifted on Thursday. She did great. Do you remember what she ended up finishing? Um, like, like, she, well, in like her, she what, four it, for six or five for six? Yeah, five for I think she went five for six. I think she tied her uh, like gym PR total. Um, she finished second in her weight class, the age group and weight class, because the woman that beat her was just a freak who qualified for nationals. Awesome <laughs> in the open. Oh, the uh, the senior nationals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but but that's also the only woman that beat her in the overall masters. Okay. So. Yeah, she got she got second in the best. Hell of a well. good day. That's a great day. Yeah, uh, it will never be good enough for Kim, of course. Well, I mean, but- <laughs> I mean that's how a lot of athletes are, though. I mean, they always beat themselves up. Oh, I should have made this one. I should have made that one. And it's like, no, you did amazing. Like we did great. Like you should be really happy with that. I mean, she she looked great. She had good lifts, even though she was super nervous. And you know, you know and she'd been injured more often than not going into that meet. You know fighting through low back injuries and all kinds of weird little stuff, mostly that back injury, um, which, you know, now she's decided she's had enough because, you know, she just can't get that back to settle down. But she had a hell of a good meet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was happy. Very proud of her. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a good day for sure. And then Friday, uh, Caitlin was our only lifter. So she, uh, she would, would lift it in the morning, I think, like 11 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So I, I – I'd come down. So you and I were kind of there for her and I wanted to be there for Caitlin. Cause like we always have good meets together and I wanted to, yeah. to be there and kind of help her out there mentally. Cause right. I always kind of tell her like, we always have good meets. Let's go do this thing. And it was, it was good to be there for her. And it's, it's always fun to, to watch her lift anyway. And, and she was fighting some injuries too. That yeah. the knee was tweaky and you know, she'd been having some trouble. Um, but she actually hit the best lift she's hit in quite a while. Not not PRs, no, but pretty close. And yeah, she put together a real good total. Yeah, it was it was it was a good meet. She did well. She put her head down, did work like she always does. Uh, it was it was a good day for sure. I know, obviously, she wasn't super happy because again, you know, she's she's not PR'd in a while, so she's kind of frustrated about that. But but again, she's been injured. She wasn't feeling great on the day. Like you're gonna have lots of things like that. But still, you know, she she did well. I remember. Well, we missed her second clean and jerk. But it was it was close, a little bit of a press out, nothing's too crazy. But I remember we're like, oh, we could go back out there and make that, but nah, there's no point to do that. Let's let's jump and let's let's go for a bigger clean and jerk. And she went out there and made the clean, you know, even though she she again was not feeling well in between the two lifts, and uh, went out there and made the clean, but again had a press out on the jerk. It was a little bit worse than the second one, a little bit more noticeable, but still had it overhead. It was definitely a gym make for sure, but. Um, she had a PR clean though. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely, definitely a good day. Yeah. That was for sure. And then what Saturday we had, uh, Tyler 
and Alex lifting. They're two of our newer lifters. First, first bigger meet. For yeah, them. both pretty talented. Yeah, just uh, inexperienced. Yeah, I mean they've they've done other sports and college kind of sports, so they're kind of used to competing and doing those kind of things. So they were kind of gamers and ready yeah. to come in and just do work. And and I was at home for that one. I didn't get to. I didn't want to come back down for the Arnold for three days in a row. Right. Too too much driving for me lifting on Sunday. So so I I stayed home and I was watching them on the live stream and. And I'm sitting there like yelling at my computer <laughs> as they're lifting, having a good time. So how did those guys do since I wasn't really there for that one? Let's see. Alex, uh, um, I think he had a he had PR snatch. It was only about like a kilo, I think. Um, he hit like a, we opened him. He missed his opener. Then he hit his opener. And then he hit the 106. He wanted, the, he wanted 110 really badly. But uh, he didn't get a shot at it because he missed his opener, which reinforced for a new lifter the idea that first attempts take as much focus as third attempts. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, every attempt takes extreme amount of focus, you know, and that's something that I try to tell people all the time in the gym. It's like when you step up to that bar, there needs to be nothing else in your mind except for making that lift. That's how everything has to be for that. Well, and as you get more experienced – when you get up to the A session at nationals, if you happen to reach the international level, your openers are serious lifts. You have to, you have to choose an opener that's going to put enough pressure on your competition to make them take lifts they don't necessarily want to take. And not to mention, if you take your normal jumps, which for me is like five kilos, is a normal kind of jump. For women, it's probably what, what like three kilos, I would assume. Three to four. Some of them can take yeah. five. It depends on how they're lifting. But essentially... Like, it, that's like a normal jump, three to five, yeah. somewhere. If you do that at a big meet, you're going to sit for 10 attempts. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. You want to sit for two or three, catch your breath, and be right back out there when you're still warm, still fired up, still ready to go. Yeah. I, I, when the one kilo rule, it wasn't too old yet. When uh, when Kat was at uh, Nationals, we I think we opened her at, opened her at 76. Uh Took a three kilo jump to seventy nine. Yeah, which is a normal jump, easy for her to do. I thought, but that set her back fifteen attempts. Yeah, she she was sitting for fifteen, sixteen minutes. I mean, trying, in, trying yeah. to get through that. Like coming into the A session, like that, everybody's so well rounded. They're so close together through almost all the the weight classes, really. That it's just there's there's not much you can do. You you have to open higher than you really want to. You almost have to open at your second lift. And when, and this brings me to something, uh, you know, people um, sandbagging their openers at you know low level local meets. I, I understand coaches are getting trying to get experience. I was listening to uh, Spencer Arnold on a pod, podcast, and he was talking about meat strategy and you know learning how to steal people's uh, clock, you know how to make them take lifts they don't want to take when they don't want to take them, and, but. You know, that's sandbagging the opener so much. Like, if I, I get coaches wanting to practice that and get experience, but doing it at a meet where, you know, 96 kilo lifters have a 230 total. <laughs> yeah, it's almost irrelevant. I mean, you're almost just dicking over the people who are still learning the sport and, and trying to have a good day. You're almost just being a dick to be a dick. Yeah, you know. So now in local meet, if I see a round number opener, I automatically assume they're going to jump five to 10 kilos from that. I mean, you, you almost have to at this point. I mean, we just had a, a local meet for us that we ran, what, two, three weeks ago, something like that. And there there were uh, two or three times that it happened to me that I was 
I was like four attempts out. It was no big deal. I was looking, came back to get my lift here. We'll come back forward. All of a sudden, like, boom, they're up on the platform because everybody had taken jumps. It's like, what the hell's going on? Like, we're at a local meet here. We're in, like, the, the first session. Like, there's no reason to be doing this kind of stuff. Now, if, if you're doing that for, like, the last session and the last couple of lifts and you're trying to win some money or get on the podium, you know, because we usually give out cash prizes at our lifts, which is big for our athletes or any athlete coming because – it's hard to make money in this sport, so it's yeah. good to get some cash out there for somebody. Either like you know, cover their entrance fee, or you know, maybe cover some you know uh, PT visits or massage or doing whatever. Just kind of help them out a little bit, you know. And yeah. it's like, if you're doing something for that to get on the podium, that's one thing. But like in the first session, when you're doing that kind of stuff, there's no point for that. No, no. Um, I, I, like I said, I guess it's practice for new coaches, but. Just do more meets. <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll get some practice that way. Yeah. You don't have to practice being a dick. <laughs> that, that kind of stuff will come later. When you can learn how to you know, strategize for your athletes. But there, there's a point of doing that to benefit your athletes and just being a dick to other lifters who are learning the sport. Yeah. That, that's that's what I have to say about that one, I guess. But <laughs> so, so Alex didn't get to take a poke at his third, uh, third <laughs> attempt that he really wanted to because he had to hit his opener again. So he pretty much came out for a second. So he hit his second, hit his third, got a little PR in the snatch. Yep. That was good. Um, let's see. Uh, Tyler um, didn't didn't have his snatch positions together yet. Um, first big meet. Both of them hurried. That's why they missed their openers. Okay. You know, they went back to that habit of driving their hips at the bar, getting to the front of the foot too early, looping the bar around. So I think he missed his opener too, but he hit a halfway decent snatch. Um, also, again, we had planned 115 for his third, but I think he got 110. Okay. Um, so still a good day for him. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure those were all meet PRs, which, in my opinion, is like the only PRs that count. Since it was only like their second meets. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they they both seemed to clean and jerk pretty well. So, yeah, I was I was happy with what they did. It was good experience. They had they had a I think they both went four for six maybe. Um. And those two play off well from each other, so it's probably good to have them in the back room together, warming up together, yeah. able to feed off each other. And Tyler's a little bit more chatty in the back than he is, like, ready to just, you know, put your head down and do work. You know, some people are more like – I'm more like that. You know, yeah. where he's kind of like the be, try to be a little bit more loose and relaxed and try to have fun. Yeah. And yeah. and so I'm sure that they, they were in the back room just having a good time and making good lifts. And they, they look great on the on the video. But, again, it's hard to see because you're looking straight on. You, you can't True. see it from the angle. True. Um yeah, so uh, first four lifters, uh, really good. Um, Sunday? Sunday, we had four lifters. So we had, what, Eric and I in one session together in the Masters. Um, and then, and then, then we had Tino on another platform in the same time. So we had three lifters going at the same time. And then we also had Glenn going later in the day, I think the last session. I think he was in the A session. Yeah. Um, and he was actually trying to fight out for a podium spot. So that was a good day, but... Um, nobody posted a total on Sunday. <laughs> we all, we all got goose eggs. Yeah. It, it, it was, a, as I like to say, it was a train wreck off a cliff into a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much couldn't have gone worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess let's start with, uh, Tino. T- Tino was, uh, he was fighting back spasms, um, uh, going in. Uh, he hit his opening snatch, 133, hit it pretty solidly, three white lights. Um, we went to 135 and he missed that twice. So, um, so he's behind the eight ball right there. Cause we're, we're going for, you know, qualifying total for nationals. And I think he needed 304. 
And, and again, that's one of those meets where it's like you come in and you know that you're going to have to lift really heavy. Like you've got to have a good day. You've got to be on your game. Because, like, again, there's no point in coming in just to make a total for him for that meet because he's got tons of meet experience. That's not what he's there for. He's there to qualify. So, yeah, so he came in, um, hit his 33, missed 35 twice. Um, I think, well, yeah, he needed 304. So we opened at uh, 171. Um, for the clean and jerks. Yeah, made the clean, a little bit of trouble. And what surprised me is he missed the jerk. And normally he's money on his jerks. Typically, yeah. if he can stand it up, he's yeah. going to jerk it. Um, so he, he cleaned the weight twice, missed the jerk twice. Third time, he just couldn't make the clean, which you would expect. Um, yeah. That kind of – I mean, it's it's a high like <clears throat> limit lift for him. I mean, that that's a lot to ask him to make that three times in a row. So what I found out later um, is that uh, he mostly doesn't do the core work that I gave him except for the low back stuff. Okay. Um, but if you – Overstrengthen your low back with no ab work, no balancing muscle groups. Um, you open yourself up to back injury. <laughs> well, this is very true. And a lot of times that happens is like a like a low back injury. It seems like, and some people can have those in like different parts of their body. Might like put itself somewhere else, but essentially it's, it's just an imbalance. It's a muscular imbalance, which is going to cause a problem. Nine times out of ten, though, it's going to show up as low back pain. Yeah. That's not the that's not the cause. That's not the issue that you need yeah. to address. Yeah. So we're working on that now, which which is always good. <laughs> 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 All right. So so we're going on to to Eric. Um, he was trying to qualify for Masters Worlds. Worlds. Yeah. Um, and he was going great guns. Uh, smoked his opener. Smoked his second attempt. Easily locked out a PR third attempt, but his foot slipped on the platform. His knee buckled in a little bit, and he sprained his knee pretty badly. Yeah. Lost the lift, and he was out of the meet. Um, but it turns out that second attempt snatch was a bronze medal snatch in his group. So Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. he uh, Mark called me and said he's got his medal. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, if he stayed in and hit a clean and jerk he'd have been in some medals yeah because like i know that um i i was in the same session as eric so he and i were warming up on the same platform so i didn't see anything that happened because i mean when you're there you have to be so focused on yourself i'm not watching him warm up i'm not watching anything i've got my headphones on i got my head down i'm here i'm there to do work right and it's like and i know i'd run off to go use the restroom before coming like back into some of the lifts and I come back and he's now sitting in his chair and there's like four medical professionals around him and I couldn't ask what happened. I had no idea. I went and sat on the other side in another chair and um, the person who was counting for me, it was Caitlin and, and she came over and like, tell me to take lifts and I'm taking lifts as they're sitting there working on him. And it's, I just, you just, you got to do what you got to do. I had no idea what was going on. Like, Oh, figure it out later. Right now it is not important. You know, but uh, but it was it was a real bummer to see him to, to get hurt like that because um, when I watched the video, I thought for sure the torn his MCL. The way his knee buckled in and he just went down like like he was shot by remember, a sniper. Yeah, watching <laughs> watching it after was was pretty tough and and seeing that was like, oh man, I hope he's not really really hurt. Luckily, he's not. Not. No. It was it was a it was a strain, so there's nothing torn. It was no big deal. He's kind of rehabbing it right now, and hopefully, we'll be back to lift him pretty soon. Yeah, he's uh first. And the second week in May, he'll be back. But you know, um, saving grace of the of that Sunday, he medaled. Yes, <laughs> got a medal, earned something. It wasn't a total bust that day. No. All right. 
Well, let's let's actually uh, jump ahead and let's go to uh, Glenn's sessions. We can come back to mine, talk about that one. Uh, that's kind of probably lead into some other things, be its own topic in and of itself. But so so we bump up to Glenn. So Glenn, he's coming back from knee surgery. Yeah. Um, he's doing well, lifting good, finally lifting like himself again. Yeah. Uh, he's looking real good, and he was there to to pretty much put up some big totals and try to get on the podium because he was in what 109 A session. Yeah. Um, and did really nice hit his, uh, hit a 132 opening snatch pretty easily shooting for 141, but I think we went to 37 for a second, missed it, missed it on his third. So, yeah, yeah, we got that. Um, I think we sent him out for 68 for his opening clean and jerk. Sounds about right. Um, cleaned it, um, couldn't hit the jerk, uh, I think he started having back trouble too. A couple of things were bothering him. Kind of tighten him up a little bit, or yeah. Um, I think we passed on his third attempt. It just yeah, it wasn't there, um, and he was hurting. So <clears throat> I'm not sure because I don't work directly with Glenn every day. He yeah, he takes takes care of his own training now. But he kind of drops down and trains like every once in a while, or typically yeah. on Fridays when he can. Yeah. But it, what, with work and everything else, he, he's just he's always doing that. But he's able to lift at work, so he normally just does that. I think videotapes. And stuff. Does he send you the videos and stuff every once in a while? Every, every now and then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but he kind of knows what he's looking at, at this point too, since he's obviously coaching weightlifting. Um. So yeah. he, he does a good job with all that kind of stuff. I mean, but I mean, honestly, I mean. His and Tino's bomb out like kind of makes a lot of sense because again you're going for big numbers and you've got to have a great day or you're going to bomb out and that's just kind of how it works. Whereas you know with a lot of newer lifters, we always try to just get them on the board, we try to go six for six, maybe get a little PR on the last lift and just have a little fun. But essentially, it's like let's go out there and just make lifts we know we're going to make. And the, the bummer is, um, both of them they only hit their opening snatch. Either one of them hits one jerk, just one jerk. They're both on the podium. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. because again, they're trying to qualify for something. If they, if the goal was to be on the podium there, you would have come about the meet completely differently. Probably, yeah. you know. But but again, that's still it's just. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a national level feeling kind of meet, but it's not a national level meet. Yeah. Like so, that's not the number one goal. Like the the number one goal is to try to qualify for a national level meet. Well, you're always going into a meet with a list of priorities. For yes. A, for a new lifter, it is make lifts. Make lifts because you want to give them confidence. Yeah. Not make not make the lifts they want to make or they make you know that they, they think they should make, but go five for six or six for six. With a lifter, you know, trying to qualify for a national level meet, that's your top priority. Whatever the meet is, you know, whatever it would take to win the meet or get in the medals, that's a second priority. Absolutely. First me, first priorities qualify. Then you go for medals. Then you go for first. Uh-huh. Whereas like the state meet is very different. For that, it's about team points. So for that, it's all about placing. Yeah. It's not about making the lifts that you want to make or anything else. There's nothing else that matters except for getting team points. Everything else is bonus on top of that. If you get it, that's fine. But you're, you're there to, you know, to, to get points for the team so we can try to win the title. Yeah, because I like doing that. <laughs> titles are kind of fun. <laughs> and we haven't won any titles in a couple of years, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's uh, 2015, yeah. the last one. So we, we got to get some more men's and women's titles going on there, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Somehow we combined second place men's team and second place women's team to get, you know, some equipment at the last state meet. Yeah, <laughs> a couple more lifts, and we would have had some, some titles. But unfortunately, we didn't make those lifts, so we didn't get that. One lift. Darn it. <laughs> Ah, oh, shit. But, all right. So, Glenn didn't have the day that he wanted to. But, again, 
uh, fight some injuries, coming back from <coughs> surgery, having a good day. It just, you know, it just it wasn't there that day. Not the end of the world. All right, so we'll come back to the last lifter of the weekend. So I mean, even though I lifted before Glenn, we're we're kind of just cycling back here. So so we got my my bomb out, which is my first bomb out ever, by the way. Um, N- not I don't think it's your fault. Like we said, no, no, no. Man. Again, like we're we'll get we'll get into all that, but. Uh, so we had come into this lift, this lift, this meet, to qualify for Masters Worlds. So we needed a uh, 250 total, which is up five kilos from last year, which is a, what used to be a 245 total for my age group and weight class. And that has been my goal, you know, coming into weightlifting. is like I want to I – mean, my, my real goal was to be on the podium at, uh, at Masters Worlds. Um, but with all the injuries and stuff that I've had, I had to realize that that probably wasn't going to happen. Because I had to have pretty much a 300 total to be competitive on the world stage. But it's like, again, with, with injuries and stuff, like you realize, okay, we're not going to be there. That's fine. But maybe we can, you know, qualify here and then work for a couple of months and get up to like a 260 or 270 total, which, would, you know, put me in the running maybe to sneak on a podium if somebody doesn't have a good day or who knows. I mean, anything could happen, but just don't know. But also, I tend to kind of set my heights, my, my sights high and say, okay, what's the highest level of, you know, competition that I can probably phys- like physically compete in? Because obviously I'm not going to make it, you know, onto a senior A session in the Super. It's not going to happen. No. N- never going to happen. I started this sport at 30. It's just, yeah. it's not going to happen. So it's like, okay, well, let's do Worlds for Masters. That's that's the highest level as a Master you can go, essentially. So let's do that. So was it last year? It was in, what, Barcelona, Spain, I think. So that was kind of out. <laughs> Wasn't going to happen. Um, so this year was in, uh, Montreal, Quebec in August. So I was like, okay, well, that's feasible. It's a short flight. You know, it's even drivable. I think it's like an 11 hour drive. So that's, yeah. that's not too bad. It's a day trip. It's a long day trip, but you can make it. I was like, okay, so let's focus on this, but I've been having trouble with my hip and not being able to squat as much as I'd like to. Hardly at all. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So squat was down about 25 kilos or so from where it used to be what, two Decembers ago. Um, so the strength wasn't just, it just wasn't where we needed it to be, unfortunately, to have the kind of day that we wanted. But um, in training, I had to be able to hit uh, 105 and 135, you know, for like a 240 total. So I figured, okay, with some rest, you know, and a good taper and coming in with the, the adrenaline from the meat and doing all that kind of stuff and knowing that, again, that I'm a, a, a meat lifter, like I'm going to do well in meats. It's like, okay, I think, I think we'll be fine. It's going to be tough, but we're going to make it. It should be no big deal. Um, so we, we came into the day. Um, hadn't been able to squat too much. Uh, just doing maintenance work. Just trying not to get too much weaker, yeah. essentially. Not really trying to get stronger. Just not doing tons of extra volume. Just kind of heavy singles. Not trying to beat up my hip too much. Um, well, let's, let's face it. Going in, you were weak. Yes. So very much so. Um, my assessment going in was you were going to make these lifts on speed and technique, or not at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we we both knew that going in. Like that was the goal. Like it's not because you're ready for them. It's not because you're strong enough. It's no. like no, nope, we, we got to have it. Let's just be aggressive, be athletic, and make it work. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we we come into the day, you know, feeling good. Everything's everything's clicking. You know. Uh, Caitlin was there to count for me, which we always have good meets. So I was excited. She was there counting for me. Um, again, like Eric was lifting on my same platform and he had a former Olympian, a Holly Mangold, one of your old athletes, uh, who feels terrible by the way, that he got injured when she uh, was counting. It for happens. Him. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it happens in the sport. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, 
She's just there to get him ready to go out there, and he's got to he's got to make or break the lifts. I mean, that's and, just and how he, it works. And he was on PR pace. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that he got like super excited when he found out that you know Olympians going to be counting for him. Like this is awesome. <laughs> uh, that's beside the point. But uh, it's like we're we're warming up, we're feeling good, everything's going well. Um, I come out. Hit, in my opener snatch, not as well as I'd like, to be honest. Uh, kind of drew me back a little bit more than I would have liked. Um, came out, smoked my second at 110, which is the lift we needed. Yeah. Because we opened aggressively, but I wasn't too aggressive on the first because I knew that if I needed that second lift. And if I didn't hit it, then I have two chances to get it. And if I do hit it, then we're just going to jump up a couple kilos just to just snake a couple more off of what I'm going to open on the clean and jerks, right? So, so I smoked my second, felt easy, haven't hit that lift in a 110 in a long time and that was probably at like 105 or 107 percent of my actual strength you know again i shouldn't have made it um and then we came off my third one and i think caitlin bumped me up to 114 i told her 13 or 14 doesn't matter i'm, I'm gonna make it because i smoked that second one it felt light felt easy so she she tried she just picked the one that gave me the most rest that i needed and came out there and i i was under it i thought i had it and then i just kind of lost it behind because I don't, I don't fight too hard for those because I don't want to get injured. My shoulders right. are kind of tweaky, wonky in the first place. So it's like when those start to go, I just let them go. Now, granted, if we were on like the world stage at Masters, like we might have fought for it a little bit more. But there, like I've already hit the number that I needed. Like this is just bonus. And I was and that was one kilo under the best I've ever snatched, you know, period, which was four years ago at the Arnold. Right. So it's like I was super excited just to have it, have it over my head. Let's be real honest. I was like, this is awesome. You know, so I go in the back room. I'm excited. I actually forgot to eat. So I, I didn't even like have any of uh, my gummies that I normally have to get like that little sugar rush for the clean and jerk. Cause, and you really needed that. I mean, because I was feeling good. I, everything was great. You know, and I was like excited. I'm thinking like, man, that was easy. Those felt light. I haven't lifted that much forever. Like I'm going to come out there. I'm going to smoke my opener. We're going to, what are we going to do now? I, I, once I make that up qualified. So we're going to jump to like, let's screw it. Let's go for 146 for a PR. Like, why not? And if that goes, let's go 150. This is awesome. This is kind of what I'm thinking in the back room. Like, this is, this is epic. Like, this is where you needed a more experienced coach to get your feet back on the ground and some food in your belly. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but I was also just confident and ready and excited. And I was, I was feeling good. Like I was just ready for this thing. So, so obviously that kind of rush wears off a little bit. I realized, Oh shit, I need to get some gummies. So I open up my gummies and I'm munching on my gummies I run off, you know, use the bathroom, do all that kind of stuff before getting ready to start back up for the clean and jerks. And because there's not tons of time to wait because the sessions were pretty small. And uh, we get warming up. Uh, warm ups are going well. Again, feeling fast, feeling good. Um, I remember we get into about 110. I think we went jump from like 90 to 110, which normally in the gym I've been going 90, 100, 110. But I was like, oh, let's minimize it. We don't need to take lots of lifts here in the back. Let's save the energy. I remember, like, because Caitlin had loaded on 110. She's like, you're, you're ready to take that. I'm like, we're not doing 100. She's like, that's what you said. I'm like, awesome. So I just, I grabbed it. Easy power. Uh, speaking of that, uh, real quick, uh, backtracking a second. Um, we were warming up for the snatch. I had an easy power with 90. And I've, and I've never really powered 90. I've always kind of, like, meet it and kind of ride it down. Listen, I was just, I was feeling good. Just smoked that. I was like, that was, that was like an awesome thing in the back room. Like, oh, that was like an easy power. Like, kind of like it should be. Like, this is sweet. You know, so smoke the 110. I mean, yeah, it feels heavy because we jumped from 90 to 110, but it was no big deal. 
you know, went 120, it was no, no problem, went 125, or maybe we jumped from 10 to, to 25, I don't remember. Maybe we went, maybe we went 15 to 25, I, I don't remember. Um, but nonetheless, smoking them, feeling good, here we go. And then I clean uh, 135 in the back room, which we're going to open at 140, because we're opening at the total that I need, because again, we're here to qualify. I don't care right. about totaling. I wanted to be warmed up, be ready to go, so it didn't matter on attempts or anything else, or what people are taking for jumps, or how long I'm sitting. So, so we were ready to go for the 140 that I needed. And I hit that 135, and the clean felt really heavy. And I stood up with it, but I was like, wow, that sucked. <laughs> then I missed the jerk. And it's because I couldn't get set, couldn't catch my breath. And it wasn't because, you know, I was tired or out of shape or anything else. It was just because it was fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, uh, well, that, that is what it is. That's no big deal. Misses happen in the training hall. It's, it's no big deal. So it's like, okay, grab your stuff. We're going to get ready. Had, a, had, you know, three or four attempts to sit. So perfect amount of time to rest. And I go out there for my opener. And I want to I I say it's the toughest clean I've ever done. <laughs> but it was one of the <laughs> toughest cleans I've ever done. So we're going for 40. And again, I'd done 35 a couple of times in training, you know, a few weeks before. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, stood up with it and I felt like I had no legs. I mean, I felt like I was standing on jello and it felt like I had sand in my chest. Like I, I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't lock my lats down to set the shelf. I couldn't do any of that. And I, I went to, to jerk the bar. I barely went above my head. I mean, it just, it wasn't going anywhere. There was, there was nothing to, to put into it essentially. And uh, so we come back off the lift from that. I was like, okay, I got, Maybe one more left in me. Like, here we go. So it's time to focus. I'm following myself. So I got a two-minute clock. Go in the back. I sit down. Put my head down. You know, I just take some deep breaths. Try to calm my nerves. And then, you know, I was like, here we go. It's do or die time. Like, again, I probably got one more in me. Let's, let's, let's get this thing done. So we go back out there. Clean felt a little bit better. Not a lot better. <laughs> but a little bit better. And uh, again, felt like I was standing on jello. I felt like I had sand in my, in my chest. Like there was just, there was nothing there. And I, I got set, I got hunkered down and I actually stuck it above my head. I got it locked out. It was a little bit forward. So I was trying to walk forward to, to catch it. And I took like two or three steps and I realized I was not going to get under it before the end of the platform. So I had to drop it. And there, there's actually a picture, uh, lifting, I think it was lifting lab or lifting life was there taking pictures of all the, the events. And there's yeah. a, there's a picture I have saved on my desktop at the moment of, of the bar about at my chest with my hands still on it, which is this pain on my face of, of missing that lift. Cause I know I don't have another one in me. I just, I know I don't. And it was like, that was my, my chance to have it. I had it locked over my head. I thought I was going to be able to, to tighten it up and I could just skip the last lift because who cares we made the lift we qualified life is all good and it didn't happen um so we, we came back and again i'm following myself again so i've got two more minutes and uh you would come over at that point because uh tino had pulled out from the, the meet because uh, his back was hurt so you and caitlin were there and deciding what are you going to do and again i'm just sitting there with my head down just focused trying to catch my breath just trying to salvage any little energy i have left uh, to, to go out for a third attempt. And I, I know you guys uh, pushed me up to 141. So put another lifter out there to get me a little bit more rest. And again, I know what's going on, but I'm trying not to focus on it. And I'm just trying to just catch my breath, just chill out and just get ready to go back out there. 
So the guy, I don't know if he makes her businesses lift. I have no idea. I'm just sitting there focused on me. And, and Caitlin comes over and says, okay, we're ready. Here we go. So I come back out and uh, I, go, I go for the lift. And I, I don't know if I looped it a little or what happened. Got a little forward. I'm not sure exactly what happened. So I didn't get a good bounce out of the hole. So I had to kind of like double bounce, which is usually not good. <laughs> no. Uh, and somehow <laughs> I stood up with it. I have no idea how I stood up with it. But I'm sitting there in the bottom thinking, like, I'm not going to fucking miss this lift. Like, we're going to qualify. Let's do this thing. And somehow I stood up with it. Again, I have no idea how I made that lift because <laughs> I knew when I missed the second one, I didn't have another one in me. And, uh, again, I stand up. I can't feel my legs. I can't breathe. There's no muscles to set for a shelf. Like, I'm just in this big ball of goo. I feel like standing under this weight feeling crushed. You know, and I try try to jerk the bar, and it, again, it's like the first one, barely went over my head, and I missed it, and and I, I was pretty flustered. I didn't know what to do at the moment, <laughs> and uh, I was pretty upset. Uh, I'll be real honest. <laughs> well, you know, you have a big goal. You work your ass off on it. You deal with all kinds of setbacks and yeah. little twists and turns, little injuries. Well, and- I'd have at that point what I thought were three career-ending injuries. First, my back. We got that fixed up, and that was no big deal. And we had my wrist, and that bothered me for almost a year. And we've got that kind of licked now, and that's pretty good. And then now we've got my hip, which is still going on at the moment. And it's just like, man, it's like, what the hell's going on? Like, I thought, you know, like, this is my goal. It's what I've been training for for the last five years. Like, I've, you know, dedicated so much time and energy and effort into this. It's, it, was, it was pretty frustrating not to be able to, to make, you know, worlds. Well, you learn things about yourself that you can pass on to other lifters yep. by going through shit like that. Of course. It's yeah. just part of life, you know? And like, and I, and I knew that even if I did get qualified for worlds, if I would have made that lift, like there's probably a good chance I wouldn't have gotten to go because they had changed the uh, selection this year where you don't just get to sign up and go. If you want to, you've got to put in a bid to go. And then the governing body for that country is going to select the people most likely to meddle Right. And place and do well so that way you don't fill up the spots with a bunch of people you know who, who don't they aren't going to do well space take exactly um you know so you want to make sure you get in the people there who have the best chance of, of meddling and doing well for your country so i completely understand it you know so i thought we'd get qualified and then we'd maybe get a chance to go or not go but there again there's nothing we can do about that you know like my goal was to qualify and if i get to go awesome if i don't then well i did everything i could like what are you going to do about that so now I, I missed the, the goal of qualifying. So that kind of, it is what it is. I mean, again, we were there to qualify. I knew it was going to be a stretch. We knew it was going to be tough. And we didn't make it. And I, di- I didn't know how to handle it at the moment. I was so flooded with emotions. Like I just, I couldn't even think at the moment. I mean, I literally just went, went back in the back room. I sat down back in my chair, put my towel over my head, you know, and I, and I hate to say it as a grown ass man. I sat there and I cried. Well, you know, and it's yeah. like I'd put so much into it. Like I, I literally couldn't stop the tears. I mean, they just, they, they, they overwhelmed me. I, mean, I don't find that surprising. No, I mean, no, I mean, it's just, <laughs> but you know, like we're, again, we're in a back room with a bunch of dudes we're lifting and we're, everybody's, you know, like everybody's there and they're doing their thing. And I, I literally, I, I literally just couldn't stop it. <laughs> I remember seeing Shelly, uh, a little bit after, cause it took me a few minutes to kind of collect myself and calm down and, 
realized that, hey, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, I literally gave it everything I had. And I couldn't have done any more. It, it is what it is at this point. And I saw her, and she came over and gave me a huge hug. I'm like, oh, my God, I cried. I'm like, it's all right. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we got to fix your jerk. I'm like, trust me, it's not the jerk. <laughs> like, yeah. We, we got to fix my squat. <laughs> well, if, you know, I've been in the back room during Olympic trials when my lifter hit the lift they needed. Yep, and that was Holly. And, you know, other lifters didn't. It's like there's only there was only two unbroken hearts in that room. Yep. And 18 or more yep. who were. And that's you and Holly. Yeah. And, well, you know, um, Sarah. Made, okay. Made that team, too. Okay. So, you know, they yeah. were the two women that made the Olympic team. Everybody else who was chasing it, including some really, really good lifters left. With, you know, I mean, most people are going to end their career a little brokenhearted. Yep. And that, and that stuff's going to happen. Yeah. There's you, nothing you can do about that. And again, like for me, it was, let's leave everything out on the platform. Let's have no regrets. Let's go out there and give it everything I had. And I did, you know, and we came up short this time. So what? It happens. What are you going to do? Yep. Yeah. Not going to die. No. <laughs> At the end of your athletic career, you're probably about a third done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was funny though, as I, I didn't get to hear Tyler say this. You know, because again, when I lift, I'm so focused. Like, all I can hear is your calm voice. Everything else is just noise. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that happened because I've got video from Caitlin that she had took of my lifts. And you can hear on the video, she's screaming, she's yelling, she's super excited, she's all into it. But I literally couldn't hear her voice. You know, and then Tyler, my teammate who lifted on Saturday, you know, he and Alex were there watching too. And like he took video as well, and I'm like watching his videos, and you can hear him yelling like "Come on, let's go!" And I didn't hear any of it. It's it's just it's funny how when I go out on that platform, you know, it's like all I can hear is noise except for your calm voice, like telling me the commands that that I need to hear, what we're working on, or what's going wrong. It's just like nothing else really matters. But it was it was kind of funny, like talking to Tyler like a week after. You know, he had never seen me lift before. Because the meets that he had done, I'd been there helping load and coach and count and do those kind of things. So he'd never seen me in a meet. And and I was super focused and like the heads down, we're doing work. And he's like, it was really interesting to see you so focused when you're lifting. And it's like, that's just that's just how I get. You Because know, everybody's a little different. Whereas again, Tyler's a little bit more loose and having fun and wanting to chat and do those kind of things. And that's what that's what gets him ready to lift. And that's fine. That's what he needs. You know, But I'm, I'm there and I put my head down and I do work. Well, everybody needs something a little bit different. Exactly. But it was, it was interesting to just to hear him kind of say that. So obviously, maybe that was good for him to, to kind of see that. Hopefully that helps, you know, his lifting career as, as he moves forward. Because he's, he's going to have some big meets like that where it's, you know, it's, it's do or die time. And you got to go out there and you got to make those lifts. Well, he, I, I suspect that he's always going to be a guy that needs to be loose in the background. Yes. That's just how he rolls. Yeah. You know, so he, he's never going to lift like me and that's fine. Yeah. You know, but maybe... It's just, okay, maybe his being focused is just being loose. And that, that's what he needs. And that's what he needs to focus on and, and not just get too bogged down and think or worry or do those kind of things. Like, who knows? I mean, it is what it is at this point. But So, unfortunately, you know, I missed my goal. We didn't qualify for Masters World, so we don't get to go this year. You know, and like, I've had a lot of people talk to me like, oh, what are you going to do now? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't decided yet because, you know, it's not really feasible to really go the next two years because next year is in Germany. And the year after that's in Japan, wherever the Olympics are held, I assume. Um, so who knows where it's going to be in three years from now, you know? And, and at that point, it's like, 
am I still going to be able to competitively lifting in three years? I, I don't know. I mean, certainly at this point, if we don't figure out what's going on with my hip, I mean, we're, we're kind of done, really, because I'm never going to have a better meet than the Arnold with no strength. Well, uh, that... <laughs> I mean, it kind of is what it is. I mean... <laughs> that That's true. If we sat down and calculated it out, that was probably... Those lifts, those last three clean and jerks we were trying to go for were probably somewhere like 110% of my actual strength, I would assume. I think you did a maybe a 160 single back squat about yeah. three weeks before. That was about it. Yeah, that's all I can handle. Maybe a 140 front squat. Yeah, and that was tough. <laughs> I think I barely made that. Yeah, actually, you had an easier time standing up with those cleans because you had a little bounce. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because so. I, mean, I know because well, four years ago when I was kind of at my, my old PR numbers and the best strength I'd kind of been at at that time. Um, I think I had a 160 squat, front squat, and I was at about, I think I cleaned 150 is the most I cleaned. Now, granted, I cleaned it once yeah. in, in training and been pinned by it a few times. <laughs> but you, know. you did get it once. Yeah, I did, I did get it once. Uh, I, think, I think I stood up with, I think 147 was the most I've ever stood up with at a meet. I missed the jerk. Unfortunately, it was a little bit out front, but... That's the most I've ever cleaned in a meet, <laughs> but. Well, standing up with that 141, yeah, I considered that a victory. Oh, yeah. Uh, ba almost back to back to back. You had, one, you had one attempt to rest in between the 40 and 41, and, you know, that was a lot of grit to stand that up. Yeah, I honestly have no idea how that happened, um, but that's okay. I mean, again, that's what we were there for, so it's like, I'm going to try this if it kills me. I don't really care at this point. Like, I'm going to dive under that bar, and if and if it, like, again, if it kills me, whatever. It is what it is. This is what I have chosen. But you didn't even have that much left to give on the jerk. No. <laughs> Zero left. There was nothing left by the time that, I stood up that, with that. That clean drained the will right out of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, though, because I know that the crowd usually gets pretty into me lifting. Because, again, I'm a little animated. I get excited. I yell and I scream. And I, I just I, I love lifting. It's fun. Like, I have to be careful watching my teammates lift because I get so excited that I can literally take away kilos from my lifts. So that's one of the reasons why I couldn't go down Saturday and watch Alex and Tyler. Yeah. It's because I get too excited. Right. You know, and that's why a lot of times when we go to local meets, I have to kind of set up in the back <laughs> and just kind of chill because if I get up in close and watch the lifts, and I, I just get too excited. It's just not good. Well, I, you know, most lifters, you know, if it's a multi-day meet, then I, I don't want them watching lifting the day before. If they lift in the afternoon, the morning of. Yeah. It just, it, it takes too much out Yeah. Of it. And it's, it seems selfish to not be there for your teammates, but you have to be. Yeah. Because you need to lift for the team. That's what we're there for. So once you're done, then you can watch. Yeah. And you can chill out and do whatever. It doesn't matter because you're done. But Which is hard when you're a super because you're the last one to lift. Almost always. <laughs> yeah. It's also one of the reasons why I don't do a lot of local meets. First of all, because I don't need meat experience. I'm good at meets. Yeah. But... I also want to be there for my teammates and count and load and, and help you out and do those kind of things. So I, I like to do that because a lot of times I get the state meet or the Arnold, those kind of things. I don't get a chance to normally. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, I, I got to focus on me and what I need to do. But. Well, you know, we'll see what happens with your hip from here. Yeah. I mean, things seem to be getting better. We've not done lifts for, uh, what, seven weeks now. Like snatch or clean and jerks, we've just been doing squats and deadlifts and some other kind of strength work, and we're trying to focus on some imbalances and do a massage and do all that kind of stuff. So it's it's feeling better. It's not good by any means, but it's definitely better than it was. So hopefully we can kind of keep things going that way and see how things do over the next couple of months. And then again, because we've got you know, at least three years to really think about making another big push in all honesty. So 
realistically at this point, just kind of need to get healthy, you know, keep it the, the lifts enough to just stay, you know, stay sharp. Cause I'm not going to forget how to lift. I've been lifting long enough that I think we're good to go yeah. on that, that aspect of it, you know, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe in three or three or four years from now, it'll be, you know, in New York and it'll be, you know, a five hour drive and could be in Columbus. Yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I mean, we push real hard and we go and we do well. I mean, who knows at that point, but three so. years, I'm going to be really old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not that old. It's just a number, Dan. <laughs> Yeah, people say that. The people that say that generally haven't hit that number yet. No, this is very true. <laughs> but, so, not not the meat we wanted, but unfortunately, those kind of things happen. So, well, yeah, you know, everything goes in cycles. You know, like uh, oh, numbers in the club. You know, they're up to unmanageable, and then suddenly they're down to shit. Where'd the club go? <laughs> But I assume that in the next few months, they'll be back up to unmanageable. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of how it goes. It's in cycles, you know, and you and I have seen that over the last few years since, you know, we've been working together and it's like the, the club has changed so much, so many times, you know, and, and those kind of, it's just, everything's a big cycle, like you said. So we'll see what happens. Who knows who's going to walk through the door in a couple of months from now. Well, there, there are people that make this a lifestyle, you know, temporarily year or two. There are people that just becomes their life, um, like me, <laughs> Uh, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a few that stick. There's like, a, there's always a core that sticks for a long time. Yep. Not, not as long as you, but. Well, I mean, so know. far, but yeah. that doesn't mean that there won't be people who stick around for 10, 15, 20 or who knows? Yeah. Well, I just, I will not be doing this in 20 years. Well, I, I mean, guarantee that. Well, there's some of that, of course, but, but maybe they'll take over the club or do, who knows? I mean, we never know yeah. where it's going to be. You, just, you never know at this, this sport. Yeah. I mean, I hope somebody does. I'd like to see it keep going. Um, but yeah, I will not be coaching in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You've definitely put enough time into this sport for sure. Yeah. That's, so, my, my goal is still be alive in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everyone's goal at this point. Uh, so do you have any big takeaways uh, from the Arnold since you've kind of had some time to sit down and think about things since it was like seven weeks ago? Um, well, let's see. Um, staying on people to actually do everything I wrote in the program. You know, because the, the ab work, the core work, you know, stabilizing stuff, that all matters in keeping injuries down. Yep. Because you can't make progress if you're injured. Nope. Um, so just because it's put at the end of the workout doesn't mean it's okay to skip it. It doesn't mean that it's optional. not important. You have yeah. to do it. There's no optional exercises. There's no optional days. You know, if I rode five days, train five days. You know, if you can't train five days, let me know, and we'll write it for four days. But if you say five, be there five. Yeah, and chances are those four days are going to do the same amount of work as the five days, which is going to beat you up a little bit more. So Pro- you, you might want to train five days. It'll probably be easier for you. <laughs> probably. You know, ask Katie about that. She's, she just compressed five days into three. <laughs> yeah, but she's also in a different stage of her life right now where she's focused on school. So yeah. school is absolutely the most important thing right now. Lifting has to take a back seat where she's trying to still make progress, but – She's just not going to in this, and, in this and, phase of her life. And she actually, no, she's still making progress and she still hits all her workouts. That's amazing because like in, the stress load that she has from school has got to be just astronomical. She does three things. Uh, school, sleep and eat, train. That's, yeah. That's basically all she does. That's life at this point. <laughs> yeah. And you'll have that. So um, any other takeaways that you learned or you maybe want to change or implement? Uh, well. I'm trying to think because, you know, I go over all this stuff. But it has been seven weeks. Yeah. 
I've either totally incorporated it or totally forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the accessory work you've definitely incorporated, so that's that's yeah. definitely coming. I haven't really seen any other big changes. Uh, um, I, I think I'm rearranging the how the training week goes a little bit. Okay, just um, tweaking things here a little bit. Yeah, nothing um, wrong with that. Uh, trying to keep better track of people's volume. Um, you know, watching people more closely, like watching Kayla lately. Uh, just you know, I know she's back focusing on pole vault but she still comes in and trains three times a week but i noticed she's just crushed with volume her she is so slow and starting to lose her coordination she's going to need a a significant unload or she or that's there's an injury coming so yeah exactly um, you know and then she, she was she came to us you know from pole vaulting trying to make uh, olympics as a weightlifter she right. kind of transitioned out so she was working with us and she'd done so well actually that now she's back pole vaulting and doing better than she ever has, if I understand correctly, right? Um, the strength that she gained from being in weightlifting, she gained body weight. She gained, got a lot stronger. Getting a lot stronger allowed her to get on bigger poles. Bigger poles mean higher jumps. Okay. So, yeah, the strength actually helped make her a better pole vaulter. So she has a probably has a better shot at the pole vault. She, I mean, she's missed the qualifying procedure for the Olympics. For this cycle. For for weightlifting, yeah. Because yeah, unfortunately, she went to try to qualify at nationals and had an injury and messed up her yeah. elbow. And so she, she hasn't really been able to lift super heavy for a while, which is one of the reasons probably why she wanted to go back maybe to some pole vaulting a little bit. Yeah. Is it, and then she went back and realized, oh, shit, like weightlifting made me a lot better at this. This is awesome. <laughs> Ten years ago, that much talent coming into the sport with that little preparation might have had a shot at the Olympics, but it was just too short and not enough time in the sport, not enough time to prepare. Yep. So, yeah, not enough time to correct technique flaws. And that kind of stuff happens. That's no big deal. But she went out there and gave her gave her a shot. Unfortunately, it just didn't end well because she ended up with a pretty major injury. Yeah. But hopefully she'll be able to work through that and maybe take a poke at the next cycle. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, her elbow was a severe sprain. She came back; it's perfectly fine. Good. Now. I thought I thought there was a minor tear, so it's just a sprain. Uh, yeah, I think it's a severe sprain. Good, good. Which That's is, good. A, I guess, a very minor tear. Well, but... I mean, yeah, but still, I mean, it's it's not torn; it doesn't require surgery because we, we, yeah, you and I were talking about that. We figured she'd have to have surgery, and and if For, she, fortunately, you know, we're speculating as non-doctors. Yes, <laughs> that's why you wait for the MRIs to come back in. And we were wrong. <laughs> yes, which is good. Yes, because I'm not good about this stuff. Because obviously, because I'm always hurt anyway. <laughs> and part of that's because, well, I, you get older, and that that kind of shit happens. But yeah, there's not much you can do about that. All right. Well, I think it's a good time to kind of wrap this one up. Uh, this okay. was definitely a good recap for the Arnold. Uh, we'll definitely be doing obviously more with you in general, just because they're always fun to sit down and bullshit with you. Well, let's see. Uh, let's not make it till the next Arnold. <laughs> well, we don't have to do that. Obviously, we can sit down whenever we want. State meet recap. We have the technology, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> and the studio. Any studio. Either your studio or my studio. It all works the same. Because my, my kit will travel. That's why I got it that way. Okay. So uh, what do you have coming up that you want uh, people to maybe come check you out at? Uh, I've got um, uh, level one first weekend in May at... Uh, it's May 4th and 5th at Beyond Parallel. So that's coming up Surfing in two weeks. So you have to get on that one quick if you want to go to that one. Exactly. And chances are you'll have another one coming up maybe another, what, probably six months or so? No, I actually have one a month later on the south side of Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, what were the dates for that one? If Maybe if that works out better for somebody else. Uh, you have to look on the site. I don't have that one memorized okay. yet. Okay. Um, but, but, if, but if this next one doesn't work for you on the 4th and 5th? 
There's another one coming up maybe that I can check in, out. In the same area. Where, where do they go to look up that information? Uh, USAWeightlifting.org. Okay, so they can go in there and just look for uh, USA uh, Level 1 courses? Yeah, look for cor- uh, coaching courses. Okay. Can they sign up there as well? Yeah, they can sign up right on the website. Excellent. Um, there's also, I'm doing a course in Cincinnati in August too. Okay. So my so, friend Chris Cleary was supposed to teach it and ended up having uh, family obligations he can't avoid. So that kind of stuff happens. So you're going to step in and do that one for him. That's, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Of course we have the state meet August 17th. We got to hit that one hard. Yep. That one will be a big <laughs> meet. That'll be always fun. Gotta yep. Get our titles back. That's for sure. So where can people find you on the, uh, the Instagrams and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's at Rubber City Weightlifting on Instagram and Rubber City Weightlifting or Daniel F. Bell on Facebook. Perfect. And I don't tweet. No, no Twitter for you, huh? My wisdom is so dense, it's hard to get down to 140 characters. I don't know. You have some good one-liners in the gym. Like, oh, put that one on Twitter. Some of the shit that comes out of your mouth is a lot of fun. Everybody else seems to remember those, and I don't. They're pretty fun, which is why a lot of them are written on a baseball bat that we have at the gym for Dan to beat them into us when we don't listen because he tends to say the same kind of cues over and over and over again because... That's coaching. Yeah, that's that's essentially what, what it is because we all do the same things wrong. Like I but. said a couple weeks ago, coaching is just nagging with slightly more content. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it's saying it like 30 different ways, the same thing, so that the person can understand what it really is. But that's nonetheless. Well, Dan, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate you coming back on the show. We'll definitely have you back on in the future. And uh, we will see you guys next time. All right, well, that wraps up another fun episode. It's always a good time sitting down with Coach and having a, well, he guess he had a beer. I didn't have a beer. Either way, just sitting down with Coach, talking through things is always fun. And, and to be honest, this episode was weighing pretty heavy on me because I didn't have the day that I wanted to. I've always seemed to be the, the lifter or the athlete or anything that I've done is, is that I'll come through in the end. It's, it's what I've always kind of told myself. And unfortunately, on that day, it just didn't happen. You know, I, I felt great coming into it. I had all the confidence in the world. I really thought that I was going to hit the lifts that I needed. I knew it was going to be tough. I really did. But I, I never really thought that I wouldn't hit the lifts that I needed to qualify for Worlds. And and I was really struggling with that after the Arnold for a couple of weeks. And I was debating, you know, do I put this on social media? Do I do I talk about this at all? Do I just forget about it? Or what do I do? I, I don't know. I've never really been in this predicament before. And I kind of decided, like, no, I need to do an actual recap. I need to sit down, get all these things off my chest. You know, and a, a post on social media is not going to cover what I really wanted to get out and really talk about for what I was feeling. But unfortunately, I didn't get qualified. It's kind of, it's beyond us. It is what it is at this point. And I've decided to just take a little bit of time right now, try to get my hip healed up. Coach and I put together a plan and we're gonna stick on that for a few months and we're gonna see how that's gonna react to my hip. Because if I can't get my squat back, you know, I don't know if I can keep competing because I'm just not gonna have the strength that I need to make the lifts. I mean, 
obviously this will be the best meet I'll ever have if I don't get my squat back up. So that's where we're at currently. And we're going to push forward and we're going to see what happens. So if you're still listening, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I greatly appreciate all of your support. It's, it's really fun to go online and see how many downloads the episodes are getting. And it's, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's a lot of fun. We still need to get this out there to more people. So please do me a huge favor. Go out to Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Let's leave the show five-star reviews so we can get it bumped up in the rankings so new people will check out the show. And hopefully, they'll enjoy it as much as I'm enjoying doing it. That's all for this week. We will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.